listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of 525 Sports with my man Cameron Schneider. Cameron, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. How are we doing? It's good to be back. We've got a good episode planned out for y'all tonight. We're going to do a little double dip. Um, which is the long form of 525. Usually we uh, have five topics in 25 minutes. We've got five topics, but we're going to try to stretch it to 50. I, I like our chances. Uh, I do Ace, too. He can really flap his thumb. Um, I've been known to chew the fat every once in a while as well. So, yeah. Chew, chew the fat. I haven't heard that expression. Um, that is a small town Kansas expression if I've ever heard one. Chew the fat. I haven't heard that expression yeah, in a you, minute. You, you never chewed chew the fat? No, I, I, definitely, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, uh, I chewed the fat with some folks, but I just haven't heard the expression in a while. That's, uh, that's, uh, some old country white folk talk there, boy. That's, that's, that's my, that's my Lewisburg showing yeah. up. My Lewisburg. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I'm from Council Grove, so we sort of have the same, uh, roots and background. So speaking uh, of Lewisburg, Kansas, I yeah. got to give a shout out to Patrick Dixon, who gave us. We tweeted earlier this week, "Hey, give us some show topic ideas." Not that we have any issues finding stuff to talk about, but we we want to talk about what you want to hear about. True, correct. And Patrick, who I've known for, oh my, I've probably known Patrick since we were three or four years old. He tweeted at us. He said he wants to hear us talk about NBA playoffs, and he also wants to talk NBA free agents. So. Where do you want to start? You want to go playoffs first? I think let's we do, should start with playoffs. It's more relevant. Let's, I let's do it. Um, okay. To, do you want to start with tonight's game or what happened last night? Uh, let's go. To, let's go last night. Last night. Okay. So the Warriors um, ended up sweeping the uh, Trailblazers. Darn it! Um, and look, man, the Trailblazers had leads in every one of these games. Uh, big leads, and they could not hold on to any of them. Um, and I think that says more about how good the Warriors are, more so than how bad the Trailblazers are. I didn't think the Trailblazers were bad last night at all. Um, you know, in the final, the the correlating thing to me is that in the final few minutes of every game, they sort of went south uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And they were stagnant offensively. Yeah. They didn't get the they didn't get the shots that they want. Like last night, for example. I don't know. Did you watch the game last night, Cam? I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. On the last play well, of the I, game, I watched the highlights for sure. Uh, on the last play of the game, um, Damian Lillard took a very contested three in the corner for the win, and it and it, it was short and. Um, as the play unfolded mm-hmm. and they got the ball to to um, to Lillard, um, C.J. McCollum was cutting in the paint and he was wide open underneath, not wide open, but open enough that he could have gotten a layup um, right underneath the mm-hmm. bucket. And instead they went for the win. And I get that, but you had a chance to tie the game up late and and go and take it into overtime and win it in overtime and instead you take an awful uh contested three and i get it you know uh 
you want to win the game then, um, especially since you got to try to win four in a row. And uh, the reality mm-hmm. is, is even if Portland wins last night, they have to win two of the next three um, in San Francisco or Oakland, wherever the Warriors play now. So um, the reality is, is that they, it was an uphill climb, even if they win last night's game. Um, but losing, having double-digit leads in, in almost, I think, I think every game, if not every game, then three of the four, um, and, and losing them all is, uh, is a gut-punching way to go out. Yeah, I think that there's a tweet yesterday from Richard Jefferson. <clears throat> I think it was three consecutive days in a row, or three consecutive games in a row. He tweeted out, the Trailblazers have a 17-point lead, but I don't think this game is over. The right. Trailblazers have a 17-point lead, and I don't think this game is over. And that's like three games in a row. It and was, it the, ex- it was the exact same tweet three times. Three times in a row. Um, how about uh, Myers Leonard? Uh, Check do, out that action. He, Did you he, see him? He was I, I, good. I didn't even know who he was. He was a good player in college. He was one of those guys that was a good player in uh-huh. college. Um, that, mm-hmm. that um, you know, let's face it. The uh, the Illinois Illini of the last decade or so have not been the Illinois Illini that are traditionally really good, and so they don't get mm-hmm. they don't get a lot of um, publicity <clears throat> nationally. And so nobody he was mm-hmm. he was one of the best bigs in the country in college that nobody knew about. Uh, while everybody's talking about you know yeah I've got his go ahead I've got his basketball reference page pulled up. And he was the 11th overall pick in 2012. Didn't realize that, but that shows how closely I follow the NBA. And that shows how closely I follow Big Ten basketball. So, yeah, Um, I was really impressed with his performance, 25 points in the first half. Um, It's just amazing how good Golden State is. Um, They're right up there with, in my opinion, and I hate saying this because I'm a 90s kid, this this is up there with the Jordan in the nineties bulls Absolutely. dynasty five straight NBA championships or going to five straight finals. Uh, though they're, they're going to win it. Barring a major, like a second major injury to Steph or to clay. Um, I think they'll beat the bucks and, and the Raptors unless like well, Giannis completely takes over the series. We're going to Kawhi completely takes over the series. We're going to argue. About I, I that don't know. In a I don't minutes. know. Maybe I'm what, you think you think Bucks and Raptors have a chance? I think the Raptors have about a snowball chance in Haiti, um, but but yeah. I but I think that the Bucks have a legitimate chance, and the reason why is because with with uh, Kevin Durant out, they have no matchup for Giannis, like none. And people say, well, yeah, but Durant or LeBron yeah. was a tougher matchup last year. That's true, he was. Shout out Patrick Logan, Bill. Because we argued about that last night via text, but here's my thing: the Bucks bench is solid, and their starting rotation is much better than the LeBron's was with the Cavs last year. So let's say that you do, um, you know, have somebody that can shut down uh, Giannis, or you double team him if you help off of Giannis too much if you overhelp. You remember, Cameron, you're, you're a college basketball guy, so I'll put this in college basketball terms. 
Do you remember when um, the KU in the Final Four against Villanova tried to stop Jalen Brunson and everybody else ate because they were overhelping yeah. on Jalen Brunson, right? Well, if, right. if you do that, yeah. if you do that against Giannis, here's who you have to defend. Uh, Eric Bledsoe can shoot it. Chris Middleton can shoot it. Uh, the big, the big cat, they, Lopez. The big cat they got in the middle. Lopez is no joke. And uh, and and there was one more that I had. Let me let me pull that up real quick. Um, because I had, um, and I have some. I had some stats that I wanted to to pull up too. And I'll, and I'll get to those in a second. But if you look at the Bucks roster, it's it's chock full of guys that can shoot it, and so they sort of play a very similar style to uh, yeah. to the Warriors. And so I think they're the team that's most built, even more so to beat the beat the, more so than the Rockets to beat them because. Well, people- well, answer me this. Answer me this. Who on the Bucks? can take over a game like Steph Curry. Can anyone take over a game on the level that he can? No. Well, look at the last four games no. that Curry played. Look at the last six games no. that Curry played. He scored over 35 in each of his last six games. Nobody can take over a game like him. And you, put Kevin Durant back into the equation, if he's healthy for the NBA Finals. He's not going to be, is he? I don't know, but... I'd say 70 per, uh, 70% Kevin Durant is better than 99% of the players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think I think Steph Curry the the whole argument of who's the best player in the league right now is it LeBron, is it KD, is it James Harden? It, I I can make a legitimate case that it's Steph Curry Absolutely. just by the way he's been playing the last 6 games. It's just amazing. Absolutely. Just the shots that he can make and his ball handling ability. And but but Cam, I, he's incredible. Cam, I got it pulled up right here. If you don't mind, let's yeah. let's look at for a second who you have to deal with if you overhelp on Giannis. You have Eric Bledsoe can shoot it. Chris Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon, George Hill, Tony Snell, Nikola uh, Miracic, who can shoot it. He's a big guy. Uh, Brooke Lopez, Pau Gasol. I don't think he's playing right now. I think he's hurt, but. Those are all guys. I mean, it, all those guys that I just named are either bigs that they have no answer for because they're small in the Warriors, or they're mm-hmm. guys that can shoot the basketball or both. And here's the other thing: the Bucks bench way better than the Warriors. So if they can get bench production, it could be a really, really good finals. I don't know whether it's going to be or not, but if there's one team left that can beat the Warriors, it's definitely not the Raptors. I would say the Bucks are more built even more than Houston because they don't have – the Bucks don't have the history in the playoffs of getting beat every year by the Warriors right. like the Rockets do. And I think that played a, played a factor played a factor in the, the Rockets. It's sort of like when um, LeBron was beating down the, the baby dinosaurs every year. <laughs> um, right. You know, it just it gets in your head after a while, and the Bucks yeah. don't have that. So I think they could. So, you, so you want to you want to put a little uh, bet, a little wager down on this? If Bucks, if the Bucks move on, um, I'm calling you out. I don't know that. 
I don't know that I'm that confident. Uh, but uh, you're not. <laughs> but but you have to you have to admit I did make a compelling case there. Just for the you did but. you did make a compelling case. Oh, also, hold on, I'm not done making my case yet. I almost forgot. Okay, okay, let's hear the it. The Bucks rank first in points per game in the NBA. They rank second in pace, which is um, how many possessions you get per per 48 minutes. Only behind the um, Warriors, they're first in SRS, which is um, called it's a just simple rating system, which takes the average mm-hmm. point differential and your strength of schedule in consideration. Um, they are first in their defensive rating, and so mm-hmm. they're very good defensively. They yeah they they can push the basketball. They play a similar style to Golden State, so it's going to be an up and down, um, score your butt off series. Uh, and I don't I just don't think I don't think that you can sit there and go, well, we're going to stop Giannis and make everybody else beat us. Because if you do that, dude, they got snipers everywhere, and they'll shoot you out. Of, they'll, they'll shoot you out of the gym. I'll take up Warriors and six. And we can decide next week, and we'll air it to the public if we want to place any wagers. Absolutely. Depending on, depending on if you, if the Bucks make it through to the next round, you still got to get past Toronto. You're going to be making and, a trip to Wichita this summer just to buy me dinner. You know that? Oh, brother! <laughs> I'll buy you McDonald's. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, so after the season's over and the Bucks are crowned champions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where where we've got we got NBA free agency? Yeah, That's what we, we do, got right. We do and um, also, well, let's we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I did want to hit up real quick while we're talking about the NBA. We can talk about free agents mm-hmm. first, but I did want to talk about the rat of the Lakers. Um, yeah, a little bit in that mess. Uh, so, do you want to talk about free agents first, or do you want to talk about the the Lake Show? We can go. Well, yeah. Which which do you have a preference? Don't care. We can go, go with it. We can go into free go with the lake show. We can go in. We can go with the lake show. Okay. So LeBron, our boy, we both we yes. we both love LeBron James. I hated him for about an hour when he was with Miami, and then fell back in love with him when he went back to Cleveland. And so, um, and so uh, he's he's with the Lakers, dude. They're a dumpster fire right now. A it's a mess. Mess. A mess, and you look at one of the most. Did you uh? His, did you watch the um interview with Magic Johnson? I on, did. He, I think it was first take. He put everybody he put, on blast. He did. It was like, oh my gosh! And he he's Mister Laker. He is, and he's putting his his franchise on blast. He is. Like I know people people may think Kobe Bryant is Mister Laker. But before Kobe Bryant was Mr. Laker, it was Magic Johnson who was Mr. Laker. Yes. And they trusted him uh, to to run the show. And it seemed like to me that he had some you know, perfectly good reasons to have sour grapes uh, with the way things were going in Los Angeles. So, here, here's a, uh, yeah, I, I found that conversation really interesting. Here's the thing, though, with the Lakers. They're a mess. Their front office is a mess right now. It seems like Kurt Rambis has all the say and all the power. Um, and so if you don't get any free agents this year, if you're the Lakers, 
you are going mm-hmm. to squander having the greatest player of all time. Sorry, Michael Jordan fans, but LeBron's the guy. You're going to squander his last four years because yeah. if you strike out on this free agency, they're not going to be any good next year. They're probably not mm-hmm. going to get free agents the year after that or any top ones because this is the best year for free agency in over a decade. So if you don't yeah. if you don't get one There's of these guys, dude. and I'm sorry, but all of this problem, to me, it reverts back to when Kobe Bryant – they've been a shell of themselves since Kobe Bryant took that money um, six or seven mm-hmm. years ago. And he took that two-year, mm-hmm. $50 million deal or whatever it was, and – and he tied them up to where they couldn't get anybody, and they've missed the playoffs six straight years. And yeah. so um, they've, they've got a lot of money to spend this summer. They do. In free agency. They do. Um, just looking at the numbers right now, they are one, two, three, four, five, six. They have the seventh most money in uh, salary cap space to spend this summer. They've got $41.8 million. If I was. Which only. Go ahead. It only trails the it only trails the Pacers at forty eight point eight, the Hawks with fifty point six, Mavs with fifty two point two, Nets with fifty four point six, the Clippers with fifty nine point seven, and the New York Knicks with seventy two point nine million dollars. Well, if I'm the Lakers, here's my plan: I'm going all in on getting Kyrie Irving, doing what it not going to happen. Whatever I can. He's not go- Whatever I can to get – well, they're not getting Kawhi Leonard, and they're not getting – okay, how about this? Go all in on getting Kimball Walker. Okay, yeah. Go all I, that I see that happening more than Kyrie coming back to play with LeBron. Go, That's just my opinion. Go all in on I – think, I think Kyrie's going to New York. Go, but, yeah, go, go all in on Kimball Walker. Go all in on Kimball Walker. You have the – what is – they have the fourth pick, right? Yeah, yes, he's the third of the fourth. So you put together a a, a a trade for your pick, for the third overall pick, and Brandon Ingram for, and maybe one other player, for Anthony Davis, and try to get LeBron, Campbell Walker, and Anthony Davis together and make a real run at this thing. Um, am I crazy what for you- thinking that could happen? I don't know. Do you think they're going to go <clears throat> after a point guard even after they've invested a top 10 pick in a point guard with Lonzo top Ball? Top two. I haven't, top two. I haven't watched enough Laker basketball. Yeah, top two. I know this is maybe me following the herd, but I feel like Clay Thompson would be a good candidate to go after if you're the Lakers. I don't He's from think Clay's going to go anywhere, though. Why would you? If you're any of those Warriors guys, why would you go anywhere? Even if KD leaves, you yeah, you you you're the best team in the West if KD leaves or not right now. And so, as things are currently constructed, yeah. but if they get if they can get a sign and trade for Anthony Davis, and if they can get Kemba Walker, boy, does that change the complexion of the West? Uh, assuming LeBron is back yeah. to being LeBron next year. So that's what I do yeah. on the lake because here's the thing, and and I know it was LeBron's choice, but LeBron James will have play, if, if things go as they're currently going with the Lakers for the next four years, he will have spent mm-hmm. four years of his 19 year career with a competent organization. 
The other 15 were with a dumpster fire. And I know he could have gone to yeah. Philadelphia this offseason or last offseason. And I know he could have gone mm-hmm. to um, Houston. Milwaukee. Or Milwaukee. He could have gone to Milwaukee. And he chose not to. And so that's on, you ima- that's on him. Can you imagine LeBron and Giannis together on a team? Oh, I know. They they'd be the, think about that. they'd be the favorite with this supporting cast. They'd be the favorites to win the NBA title this year. Let's let's pause in silence, okay? Everyone who's listening, think about a team of Giannis <laughs> and LeBron playing together, and we're going to be quiet in three, two, one. Oh my goodness! I think I've just seen the Lord because that would be an <laughs> unstoppable force. It would. It, 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 you would have two point centers, two point forwards. They would just they would be a two man wrecking crew. It would, but sorry, but but the thing is, it's like it makes my heart hurt for people that say, "Oh, well, LeBron is three and six in the finals." The first team that he took to the finals had zero business being in the finals. Drew Gooden they sucked. Drew Gooden was a starter on that team. All right, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Drew Gooden was a starter. Yeah. Eric Snow uh, was a backup. So was their backup point guard. What I mean, and they were they supposed were to good. they were supposed to compete with the Spurs in their prime. Okay. You know, and so I don't know why he why he gets blasted for, for that. Um he mm. took he took a team that their second best player was J.R. Smith and or I guess Kevin Love, but their third best player was J.R. Smith to the finals last year and had them beat on the road in game one. And and, yeah. and, and J.R. Smith until J.R. Smith forgot how to play basketball. Right. So <laughs> you know, I Maybe. I I don't understand because I don't really want to get into this debate, but I'm going to. Michael never had to play a team like this Warriors team ever. No. Ever. No. The teams that he was six and zero in the finals. Yes, but let's look at the teams he played in the finals. He played an old washed up Lakers squad. He played a Phoenix team with Charles Barkley and nobody else. Uh, he played two Utah squads that were really good, just not good enough to beat him. Yeah. He played – did he play Houston? Who, who else? Did he play – Did he, he play a team? He, he may have played Houston. He played Seattle one year with uh, – 98 and 97, those were both wins over the Jazz. Right. Who did they play for the 1996 NBA Finals. Was that Orlando? Was that Orlando with Shaq and Penny Hardaway? No, Orlando's in the East. 96 was Supersonics versus Bulls. So, yeah. Okay. So, you got Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Yeah. And 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 they got it. They got it. Those two by themselves got to go beat um, the the Bulls that that went se- that won seventy two games. All right. Nineteen ninety two. He played the. They played the Trailblazers. Okay, so Clyde Drexler's Trailblazers. You know, I mean, they played good teams. Don't get me wrong, but 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 they didn't play these Warriors or anybody close. They should have won all six of those finals. They and they did. And you can't say that about LeBron's run. Yeah. 
He, you know, the 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 Warriors team that he beat, he had no business beating. The only the only finals that you can criticize LeBron James for or should is the Dallas one. That's the only one that he should have been favored in. Well, and and the Oklahoma City one, which they did win, but right, but. You know, you can't you can't say that oh they should have beaten the Spurs the year that they that they lost. I don't think that they were definitively better than that Spurs team. And it's the Spurs. And it's the Spurs. The Spurs. And they were the Spurs are like the Patriots of the NBA. Right. They just have like you know they say the Patriot way. They right. have the Spurs way. They're a well-oiled machine. You can just roll out a basketball and this says spurs across their chest. Right. They they've got an advantage because of that. And wow. they've got an advantage because they this is my personal belief, they've got the best coach in the NBA right now. The history of basketball. No, I don't know about that. Phil one Jackson, of them, he's on the short list. He is on the short list. He is on the short list. But but that's my thing. It's like if if LeBron was 5 and 4 in the finals instead of 3 and 6, would we would we count the fact that he's got six losses against him in the finals? It's ridiculous that, you know, he'd rather be beaten out in the first round instead of, and that would be less damaging than actually getting to the finals and losing. And losing. I know. Yeah. Be, and so you're I'm, preaching the, I'm. You're preaching to the choir. Cause you're, you're, making be, a lot, you're making a lot of people mad, by the way. Because people forget. People forget that Michael didn't get out of the first round until uh, Scottie Pippen came along, or didn't didn't get out. I shouldn't say he didn't get out of the first round, but his first three years he didn't get out of the first round, and then he couldn't get out of the Eastern Conference Finals. He never got to a final without Scottie Pippen. He mm-hmm. didn't he didn't do it by himself, but LeBron might as well have because he wasn't beating that San Antonio squad, and they had nobody no. else. So I'm off my soapbox now. I just I, that drives me <laughs> insane. I I know it does. Let's let's and, get uh, hey, shout, shout out to Doug. He's listening right now, and uh, he's love you, fuming. Love you, Doug. Doug, you, love you, Doug. D- Doug, I ran into Doug this. Uh, How's this he weekend. doing? He's doing really good. We uh, we went and ate um, at Texas Roadhouse on Friday. Um, I'm addicted to their rolls. Their now, rolls who's not? Like freaking their rolls. Oh, They're so giving good. me rolls on yes, my belly. Well. Uh, same with that McDonald's that you like to throw down a little too often. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, know. they're doing they're doing good. They're McDonald's doing really and good. Taco Bell. Yeah. Are they ready What's for their your... twins? Um. They uh they she had their babies today. Really? Oh, yes. Con- really. Con- congratulations, Doug and his wife. I don't know his yes. wife's name. I'm sorry. Cassie, Doug and Cassie. Cassie, Cassie. I, congratulations. I don't, I don't know if uh, they wanted me to announce it on podcast, but we announced it on podcast. Uh, Doug and Cassie, t- twin girls. Congratulations, Kinley and Olivia. Yeah, lovely. Kinley and Olivia. Hand yes. claps for Doug and Cassie. Yep. Okay, so okay, okay great. Um, pretty tickled for them. So tickled for them. Um, yes. Tickled. Tickled pink. Literally <laughs> pink because two girls, and uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about some college basketball recruiting news. Um, All right, is uh, Memphis for real? That's the first thing I want to start off with. Is Memphis for real? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Um, Penny Hardaway is obviously one of the greatest basketball players of all time, in my opinion. Um, he's That's the it. greatest basketball player to ever play at the University of Memphis. 
Um, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, and he is, and uh, and he's got connections, man. And he can he can recruit these dudes. His recruiting ability is for real. Now, so could Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson just couldn't coach him. That's that's the next question, though. Is can can uh, can old Penny get these players to play together? If he can, it is going to be a John Calipari esque run for Memphis here. Let's just look at their recruiting class right now because they, they bumped up to number one in the nation. Yes, they did. After, um, let's see who they just signed. Precious Ichawu. He just signed with them. Yeah, um, that was a bummer. Number, yeah, because I thought KU had a really good shot at getting him. So I'm looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got seven guys in his recruiting class. I know. He's got James Wiseman, who's the number one recruit in the nation. Seven foot center. He's from Memphis, so that was kind of a gimme. Uh, Precious Ichawu, who I mentioned already, he is number fourteen nationally. Boogie Ellis, thirty seven uh, nationally. Those first two guys are five stars. Uh, yeah. The next four guys are all four stars. So Boogie Ellis, number thirty seven. DJ Jeffries, number forty eight. Uh, Lester Quinones. I'm probably butchering that kid's name. He's number fifty six. And then Malcolm Dandridge is ninety eight. So six six of those guys, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are all in the top 100. And then they've got uh, Damian Baugh, who is also from Memphis, and he is ranked 108th nationally. And then they've got a transfer, uh, Rajon Tucker, who's uh, transferring from Arkansas Little Rock, who I really thought KU had a chance at getting him. I really, really did. Um, he was three stars out of high school. Um, but he was going to be a really good graduate transfer wherever he went. So they've got him coming in too. I have a hard time believing that they are that they're legit yet. Give it a year or two. Here's the thing, Cam. Memphis is a hotbed for college uh, recruiting. I know. I and know so it is. All you got to do is go in your backyard, man, and recruit these kids. And Memphis has he knows everybody in Memphis, Tennessee. You can't tell me he doesn't. He knows all the AAU coaches. He knows uh, all the high school coaches. And so it's not difficult for him to recruit really good kids to Memphis. And but you know, and he was a high school coach for, for how long? And a really successful one. So I I, I get you. My so big I hang think, up is his but, his recruiting is legit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he playing in a conference that's going to challenge him enough, is going to challenge his team enough to go deep into the NCAA tournament? Dude, if if Gonzaga can do it, Memphis can do it. Are you going to tell me the Americans worse than the West Coast Conference? How many how many banners has Mark Few hung? Uh, none, but he's gotten to a couple final fours, hadn't he? Listen, I'm how just, many, I'm just how many banners? How many banners has Greg Marshall hung? None. How many but, banners has Kelvin Sampson hung? Uh, one at OU. Kelvin Sampson. One at OU. No, I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking national championship. No, one at Oklahoma. Kelvin Kelvin Sampson did not win a championship at Oklahoma. Yes, he did. When? 2000. They won the national championship in the year 2000? Yes, with all of Christ. 
Oh my gosh. Somebody please get this guy a dictionary. He didn't, <laughs> uh, are you, you are off well, your rocker. No, I'm not. Didn't they win one in like 99 or 2000? No. Am I crazy? You are yes. crazy. 1999. I believe that was the 99 was UConn. 2000 was Mateen Cleves and uh, Michigan State. They did, Kelvin Sampson did not win a championship. You you don't know. See, so here we dude, go. I got pulled up. I'm Googling it right now, dude. 2000, Michigan State. Boom. Tom Izzo. Hold on. Hold on, brother. Don't beat me to the punch now. Let me just read while you're Googling and proving that I'm right. Let me read back to you these champions. Oh, they got to the final four in 2002. So zero banners. Let me read back to you these champions. Virginia. Power Five Conference, Villanova, they're in the Big East. Might as well be a Power Five Conference for basketball. North mm. Carolina, ACC, Villanova, mm. Duke, ACC, Connecticut, who is now in the American, but I, I don't remember if they were in the American in 2014 or not. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. 2013, Louisville, major power conference. Kentucky, SEC, Connecticut, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Florida, Florida, Carolina, Cameron, Connecticut, Cameron, Syracuse, Cameron, Maryland, Duke, Cameron. Michigan State. Nowhere on this list. You got to go way back Cameron. to 1990, UNLV, to get, some, to get a team who is not from a major conference to hang a banner. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Listen. In 2008, when Memphis played KU, yeah, Memphis was in the Conference USA, right? Right. And everybody said, oh, they're not good enough. They'll run into somebody. Let me ask yeah. you something. If you're yeah. being honest with yourself, if you're being 100% honest with yourself, yeah, Memphis was better than Kansas for 38 of those 40 minutes in that national championship game. They didn't win – but they were right there on the cusp of winning if Derrick Rose knocked, knocked down his free throws. So don't tell me that a Power Five, that a power five conference has to win the thing because they don't. Oh, I know they don't. So I'm, but so I'm saying, why can't Memphis? Is it, is it that difficult for you to see that Memphis that, – is it that difficult for you to, like, see it in your head? Because I'm going to tell you, Houston was really good last year. Like – could have won the Natty. Good. No, they didn't, weren't. Stop. Didn't, Pump could the brakes. No. No, I won't. Listen. Houston, good enough to win the national championship. Are you kidding me? They would have had they would have needed some breaks, but they could have done it. Oh my gosh. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. Houston? Yes. What was their record last year? I'm looking 20, this up. 20, 26 and nine. Oh, they were no, it wasn't even they didn't have nine losses. They had way less than nine losses. They were a three seed, and it was a travesty. Let's see. I can't believe I, can't believe, I know I know I'm a, I know I'm a Wichita State alum as of right now, but I can't believe I'm defending the the American Conference for basketball. First round, okay, they were a three seed. No, they were they, three. No, are you telling me not. a top four seed can't get to the final four and win the national title? I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But it, it play. The NCAA tournament is a crapshoot. We can agree on that. Yes. But the com- what's the common trend? What's the trend that I just read to you over the last nearly 30 years? Winners of the championship, where do they reside? 
Power five conferences. Power five conferences. Listen, I get that Penny Hardaway can recruit. All right. It's a recruit very recruit his class. tail off. He can recruit his tail off. Are they for real or not? I don't know. You got to show it on the court. They didn't win their conference last year. They may win it this year. I mean, they got the best player in the country. But he doesn't have a track record yet of being a legitimate college coach. Listen, he's a he's a great recruiter. I'll give him that. But do you, do you consider John, the do, do you consider John Calipari a great college coach? Yes, I do. I think he's do one you of the really? Best, I think even he's one though, of the best five coaches in the country. Even though he's been to Kentucky for a decade and only won one title. He's won more titles than a lot of coaches. Here's the thing. You're right. Here, he has. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The the one title argument. They've been playing the NCAA tournament for what? We say the first year would be what? 38, 39, 1938, How many guys on that list? 1939. Okay, was the first one. Oregon won mm-hmm. it. How many guys on that list are just one-timers? There's a Most lot. Of Most of them are one-timers. Most of them. You get into that elite company, and I use elite um, like with a lot of respect, when you win two. You know how hard it is to win one? Really hard. Do you think – this, this Rick, Rick Pitino – Rick Pitino has won one, and he's been in the Final Four on a consistent basis. Or, pardon me, not Rick Pitino. John Calipari. I'm looking at Rick Pitino's name right here. Let uh, me ask you this: One in 2013. We didn't have a we didn't have a talk about this, but um, and this this isn't on our sheet, but and it, but but it'll lead up to our next topic. Do you think okay. uh, Bill Self is going to win more than one at Kansas? Had you asked me that. Eight years ago, I would have said yes, but the more time that he's spent there, that he spent at Kansas, the more I realize how hard it is just to win one. So I don't know. Okay, you've got one in 30 years. Okay. I know. Kentucky has two in 21. Like, the people that say that it's, that, oh, it's Kansas, they should have more than one in 30 years. Look. It's hard, uh, man. Duke's it's so the hard. only one. Duke's the only one and that's won one on a consistent basis. Well, but, but even Carolina, they had some really bad years under Matt Doherty by Carolina standards. Think about this, though. Think about this with Carolina. I'll I'll stick up for Roy Williams and I'll stick up for North Carolina. He's won three. Roy Williams has yes. won three since two thousand five. That's impressive. That's three in fourteen years. No, it is. It absolutely is. And, and I, I would take I, I would take Roy back in a heartbeat at KU. I know that that's going to ruffle some feathers. Wait some a KU minute, listeners. Oh, I would take him back in a heartbeat. Wait a minute, because six would, years ago when we were when we were living in the dorms together, you were salty as no, a get out. I cannot. No. I can't use the language that you use to describe. No, Roy. that is not true. That is not yeah, true. No, it is true. No, I it w- is okay. True. I, I was salty for a long time about it, but I've gotten over it. I would. I, when Roy left, I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Yep. And I had no seventh because I was in fourth. Go ahead. I had no idea what it meant to leave home and go do a take a job somewhere 
far away from home. And then all you ever wanted to do was move back home, which is what Roy Williams did. He moved back home. So I didn't have, have you read his book. I haven't. I heard it's really, really good. It is. I've read it twice. He moved back it, home because his mom does was. It come in, does it come in picture format? Because that's more of no. the books that I like to read. His picture. I, I know. I know. You've got it. You've got a simple mind. But yes. um, but but I'm a, uh, I'm a conservative. I, I can't help it. Pray for your baby girl. Um, yeah. but uh, because I hope she gets her mama smarts. Oh, but golly. but but Roy. <laughs> Roy left because he had to take care of an ill family member. That's yeah. the main reason that he left. So if you read his mm-hmm. book, you get much more of an understanding and appreciation for why he actually did leave. Um, yeah. But let's talk about it. RJ Hampton uh, mm-hmm. cuts out KU, or I'm sorry, UK, which is Kentucky, not Kansas. So, yeah. um, so RJ Hampton seems to be in the running for KU. It'd be yeah. a big get for him, for, for KU to get him. They probably need to get two more guys, um, if we're being honest about it, to feel good about next year. Um, I've got but, the, article, the article pulled up right now by Matt uh-huh. Tate for KU Sports. Who's and, left in his? Oh, it looks like – so he, he Hampton made a visit in December – of 2018 and then he also visited Memphis last September. So yeah, there's Memphis again. And then the third um that makes team, me feel not as good. Yeah, the third team is Texas Tech. So KU, Texas Tech and Memphis. Dang. Which Texas that's tough, Tech, that's a tough get, man. That's a tough top Chris 3. Chris Beard is a good coach. And they and listen, dude they're for real. Like they're they are. I would I would go on the verge of saying there might be the best program in the Big Twelve right now. Just based on stability. Yeah. Um because KU with this Adidas deal, it's hanging over their heads, it's affected their recruiting. Yeah. It affected their play last year. Like this season coming up for Kansas, real iffy. Yeah. As it sits right now. Like yeah. might not like might not make the tournament iffy. If yeah. things go as south as they could, if Devon Dotson leaves and uh, Silvio DeSosa doesn't get his thing overturned, it could be not good at all for KU. So, I, don't think, I don't think DeSosa is going to get his thing overturned. No, I don't either. And, I uh, but I also, they're just dragging their feet and dragging I also, their feet. And it's going to be I, like, oh, well, we had to take time to go through the process of making sure we did our due diligence. And by that time, it's like, okay. I can't fault the guy for wanting to leave. Why, why right. would you sit around and wait and right. just sit on a bench and right. watch prime years of your life so you can literally make millions of dollars to play a child's game? Go away. So I mean, this, I don't, just go go get paid, young man. Seriously, right. go get paid. This, this, this could be Udoka Azubuki and not a lot else. And yeah. Doke, Doke has a history of being hurt. So if he gets injured – they're really screwed, um, yeah. and so you know it could it could go south in a hurry, like to the point where Bill Self loses his job. I mean, if you really want to paint it as a as a real dark picture, oh, he's uh, not he's not going to lose his job. He's built up enough equity. He, I don't think it, so. What is it with either. you and negativity about people losing their jobs and no equity? 
Well, like Mark Mangino. We oh, don't get a started on Mark Mangino. Let me tell you, folks. Overrated. No. Okay. Well, that okay, actually let's, leads- let's let's plug that into our topic. Let's skip this next topic and let the people hear about your crap Mark Mangino topic. Your take on him. <laughs> okay. It actually leads into our next topic a little bit. Um no, we're skipping thing it. About, Let, I, I, want thing you to, about, I want you to talk about Mark Mangino for our last topic. We're, we're skipping KU Athletics Department, Jeff Long, Les Miles, all that stuff. Tell, all right, fine. Tell the people what you told me last week via text. You berated me via text <laughs> about Mark Mangino. Go ahead. I didn't. Here's why. I told this to – shout out to Daniel Fraggle if you listen. Daniel Fraggle and I had this argument. Um Probably two years, three years ago in the dorm. Okay, Before, I'm going to pause you first. Okay, uh-huh. let me Go tell ahead. let me tell you my Mark Mangino side. Okay, okay. Mark Mangino is the greatest <sighs> coach to ever. Let me talk. He is the greatest coach to ever walk the sidelines at the University of Kansas. False. Who, False. Who's, who's better? False. Glenn Mason. Glenn Mason have a 12 win season. Glenn Mason had a 10 win season and more stability. Did Glenn Mason have a 12 win season? <laughs> Did Glenn Mason Wait have a an orange bowl? Did what was what was Glenn Mason's overall bowl overall head coaching record at KU? Let me look it up. I got you, partner. This is a good thing about Google. Um, I don't think it was anywhere close to Bunkman Genius, though. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. Oh, here okay. we go. Here no, we go. Let's no. go. 123 and 121. Mark Mangino was 50 and 48. Tell tell the people, tell the people your side of the Mark Mangino of the Mark Mangino story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them. Mark, Mark, tell them what you think. I think Mark Mangino uh, Mark Mangino, Mark Mangino <coughs> got a raw deal. He got oh. screwed out of his he got such a raw deal. False. You're so wrong about that. Here's why. I'm I'm looking up Mark Mangino's record right now because I'm about to blitz you. Fifty and forty-eight, three and one in 50, bowl games. 50 one and division, no, one North Division trophy. He was Coach of the yeah. Year in 2007 by the AFCA. Yeah. AP Coach of the mm-hmm. Year as well. Home Depot Coach mm-hmm. of the Year 2007. He was mm-hmm. Big 12 Coach of the Year. He was a Frank Burroughs Award winner which mm-hmm. he got that in the year 2000, which is given to the best assistant coach in college football, three and mm-hmm. one in bowl games, recruited mm-hmm. the best class to ever come to KU. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he deserves credit for all of that. But here's what you're missing. In his first year, he was two and 10 and didn't win a conference game. In year three, they won four games. Year six, they were six and six, three and five in conference. Missed out on a bowl game. 12 and 1 Orange Bowl, 8 and 5 with the same cast because they couldn't maintain that status, of course, because they caught lightning in a bottle for one year with a weak schedule. Uh, 8 and 5 the next year with again a, uh, yes, a sub 500, com- uh, not a 500 conference record. And then in 2009, let's talk about it since you want to talk about it so much. They start off 5 and 0. Oh. They were predicted to win the Big 12 North. 
The only games that they should have lost that year were Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, and and they had the same cast coming back. And they lose seven games in a row. And it would have been eight if Iowa State's quarterback doesn't overthrow a wide-open wide receiver in the end zone in the last play of the game to win 35-30 to 30 against Iowa State. Number one, had, Todd, Todd, he, Reesing, Todd had, Reesing was playing hurt he, the entire one good, season. Todd Reesing played hurt the entire season. There was a crap storm of an investigation going on around him that entire year that looking back, at, back on it retrospectively, he got screwed out of his coaching job. No, he didn't. Yes, he thing. did. No. Toughen up. This is, this no. is about sensitivity in college no. football. That's why he hey. got fired. Because hey, some Cameron. little mama's boy Cameron. couldn't take being – he got treated too hardly by mean Coach Mangino. That's why he got it's canned. Not, it's not that. What here's is it? Why he, here's why he got canned. They're 5-6 and six in the Missouri game, right? Mm-hmm. If they win, they probably go to a bowl game. They probably salvage their season. They go to three straight bowl games for the first time in school history. But what happened? They get the, they have the ball on the five-yard line. They're backed up against their own end zone. Missouri's got one timeout. My wife's going into the other room because I'm yelling. Missouri's got one timeout left. All KU needs is a first out. Game's over. They beat Missouri two years in a row. Instead, they throw the ball twice and get two incomplete passes. They drop back on third down because they don't have a choice. And they get and he take and, and, and Todd Reesing took a sack. And then and then they punt the ball and then they punt the ball away because it's a safety and they're only they're only uh, uh, up two. They punt the ball away and uh, Missouri uh, comes down and kicks a game winning field goal. That's why they lost. That's why he got fired because he botched that last series. Him and his staff botched that last series. He- they botched that last seven games. Did they had not, no business. Did he have not? And he had no equity built up at all. No back to back bull wins. No. As you know, equity of having a season where you're one game under five hundred or two games under five hundred. You get no, it's not about being one or two games under five hundred. It's about the expectations before the season starts. Okay, were the were the T- expectations, expectations not crazy high? Temper your expectations. Let's think about what no. KU re- think about what KU really is. What is KU really? What is their ceiling? In football? Yes. Dude, I think they can be I think they can be Michigan State. Stop. Get out of here. Uh, no, Absolutely here's why. Not. Michigan here's, State, they were playing for weren't they at the college football playoff a couple years here's ago? Here's why. You what? think that's crazy. Here's the thing. K, KU has all the recruiting advantages in the world. They do. They have uh, Kansas City right in their backyard. They do. They can be a very successful football program. They KU, can. KU's, they've proven KU it. ceiling. Yeah, they've proven it to catch lightning in a bottle. I'll give you that. They can have the they've occasional 12-1 and one season or 12-2 and two season. Their consistent ceiling is eight wins. That is, that yeah. is, that is KU. Yeah, I agree with Seven you. Seven or eight But Mark Mangin... Mark Mangino was not doing that at Kansas, is my point. He wasn't. 
They did the year before they the year they went to the Orange Bowl. You know what we were thinking as KU fans? Because I was thinking it. Man, when are they going to take that next step and get to eight wins? Because he'd never done it before, and he'd been there six years. They were twenty. They were twenty three and forty one in conference in, in eight years. Twenty three wins in a, in conference. In conference in eight years. So you got four automatic wins in non con because he scheduled cupcakes. In the non-conference season. And then you get blasted in conference play. That's Mark Mangino. That's Mark Mangino's legacy. It's not It's not a Orange Bowl. It's not three am I, Bowl am games. I, am I wrong? You're not wrong. I just think you don't am, get, Is anything, you, you, is you anything that get, I said wrong? No, nothing you said is wrong. I just think you, you're looking at it through different colored lenses than I am. That, those are the best years... Of the my best life. year, the best year, All the right. one year. No, he he got he got a quarter of his wins. He got a quarter of his wins in his entire career at KU. He got nearly twenty five percent of his wins in one season because because he because his quarterback was too short to play at Texas. That's the reality, and his wide and his star wide receiver was too slow. That's what Mac Brown thought. That's why they went to KU. That's why they want Longhorns. He saw those two for what they were. And that's good. And that's kudos. And he deserves that. And he he recruited an under-recruited Akeem Tlaib and an under-recruited Chris Harris and an under-recruited Bradley McDougal. And they're stars in the NFL right now. And that's great. But he's but he's not it's not the the wonderful, just happy-go-lucky times that we think it is. Because he because the reality is, is year five, they missed a bowl game. And they were three and five in conference play. Is that what you want? How many bowl games did they go to? Four. Four. One, two. I'm looking at here. Yeah, and got blown out in one of them. You're right, by Philip Rivers. Got got it. Got embarrassed in one of those. But in 2005, they won their bowl game. 2007, won they their bowl game. They beat Houston. Yeah, they beat Virginia Tech, and they and, and they, they beat and they Minnesota. beat and they beat the breaks breaks off Minnesota. But so you're telling me that Les Miles comes to KU, right? And he, I don't know how many years he's going to coach at KU. Let's say he coaches the next eight. Let's say he coaches five. Right. Actually six. And we're going to say the first two years are rough because I think they're going to be. They're going to be. Then year three. At least year one. At least year one is going to be terrible. Then you you go to year three, and they're seven and five. Right. Including a bowl win. So they're six and five going into the bowl season. Right. And then they win. And then you're – Right. You're six. They go. Right. They go nine wins. We'll say they go nine and what? Yeah. It'd be nine and three, and they win their bowl game. And then the next year they fall off, and they go five and whatever. Or let's say they win four games in the next year, and Les Miles decides to retire. Is Les Miles a failure? No. Yes, he is. But wait. Say that. Say that. Say it again. First two years, bad. We're talking mm-hmm. two, two win season followed by a, a four win or a three win season. 
Right. Year three, seven wins with a, with a bowl win included. Year four, right. nine wins, bowl win included. No, wait. It wouldn't, wouldn't the seven. So they're six and six and win their seventh game at the bowl game. Yep. Then year, okay. next year, nine wins, including their bowl. And okay. the year after that, they win four. And Les says, you know, the college game has passed me by. I'm retiring. Is less miles of yeah. failure. Yeah, yes. He's a failure, giving you two bowl wins. With what we've seen on the field for KU these last 10 years, two bowl wins in six years, you're, you're considering that a failure from where they are now? Not, not, not from where they are now. I'm, I'm are looking you, at it. Are from you the, lo- look at it from I'm, what I'm looking at, really is. I'm looking at it from from what I think they could be. I think we're looking at it from two different perspectives. What, I'm looking at it for what I think they could be, and you're looking at it for what you they are right now. Here's I, I what, what KU could be. Here's what KU could be, and and I KU say could this, be K State. They could be. I think. Hey, you could be K State under Bill Snyder. They could eight be. and four every year. Eight and four every year with a with a with an ever once in a while twelve and one year. And I think that's KU's peak. That's right. KU's peak. Their peak is not Michigan State. Michigan State went to the college football playoff. If, if if they get the right coach, they they could be Michigan State. No, they can't be because they have to play Texas. They have to play Oklahoma every year. They have to play Oklahoma State. They have to play Kansas State every year. There's okay, there's two K-State, losses. There's two losses I'm, I'm, right there, guaranteed every I'm, year. I'm sorry, K State's falling off in the next couple of years. They just are. I okay. If we're still doing this podcast in four years, I want to revisit this. Mark, oh, we will mark, mark um, the tape. Mark the tape. Four years from now, it is but, May twenty first, twenty nineteen. Mark the tape. I, I, I know we're I know we're I know we're we're gonna run over this week, but I do want to hit this because it leads right into where we're going. Okay. Um, if if Les Miles is not what we think he can be at KU, so let's say he goes two and ten next year, and then then let's let's say he just bottoms out. It's it's awful. It's Charlie Weiss number two. Mm-hmm. He goes two and ten, and then he goes two and ten, and then he goes three and nine. And they and KU hasn't been they've been quick to pull the trigger on all these coaches since Mangino. They've had four coaches in the last decade, five if you count Clint Bowen as the interim. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one coach every two years. Uh do do you think that if Les Miles is is not awesome at KU and doesn't get to a bowl game after three years and which I don't think that that should necessarily be the measuring stick, but considering they have won four games in a season in a decade, but if uh, it's bad and if they decide to let him go, should Jeff Long go with him? And I say that because, let's face it, Jeff Long was hired to bring in Les Miles. Mm-hmm. That's wh- that's why he got the KU athletic job. He promised the chancellor he could get Les Miles, and he did. He promised to break the cycle. He promised to br- to break the cycle, but so did Chan Zinger. Football, yeah. So did Chan Zinger, and how'd that work out? Not very good. Uh, so, so if if he doesn't quote unquote break the cycle, and if Les Miles is a disaster, do that. Which I think K K State fans are thinking might happen. I think that's 
preposterous, but uh, I guess anything's possible. Um, if he's bad, does um, does Jeff Long also go with him, even though it's just one head coaching hire because he was brought in to hire less miles, and you've got the Adidas scandal going on right now, and they've re inked with Adidas. So do you think if if Les Miles goes, does Jeff Long go with him is my question to you. I think I'll say in short, no. I think Jeff Long he'll he'll get two cracks at it. And if if Les if Les Miles doesn't work out and Les Miles gets fired, Jeff Long will get one more crack at it for hiring another coach. And if that does not work out, then he'll be fired. He'll have a shorter leash the second time around on his second coach than, he, than he would have with less miles. But that's, that's, I, that's I, my opinion on it. I like David Beatty. I don't know that David Beatty should have gotten a year four, but I like David Beatty. I do too. I, I think he was a good uh, hire. I think he was the guy that's you know, sort of taking them sort of a, you know, uh, taking them to that next level where, you know, um, Les Miles can come in and sort of really rebuild the program like it needs to be rebuilt. There's a recruit now. He's a running back. <laughs> his In his, like, top five are LSU, Alabama, and Kansas. Let me let me say that again. There's a, there's a, there's a recruit in, in college football right now. He's a four-star running back recruit. That in his list of possible uh, choices, three of his schools are LSU, Alabama, and Kansas. So I think Les Miles has put together a staff that can recruit. I don't think he's going to be Charlie. Because Charlie Weiss came in and wanted a quick fix. There is no quick fix to this. Yeah. Um, it's going to take work. It's going to take years. It's not, and he, and also. It's not going to be a thing where he can can come in and just fix it up quick. Oh, fix it up quick? No, they're going to win two games next year, and they're going to look awful yeah. because they're replacing almost their entire defense, other than Bryce Tornaden and Co Harris. Are those the only two returners on defense? Um, they have one off the top of my head. Only two significant returners. And if right. he, if he didn't, by the way, go uh, read the article that was in the Lawrence Journal World about Bryce Tornado. Mike Lee, really good. Mike, Mike Lee, duh. How could we forget about the water moccasin? Mike Lee. So is the other one. But you're replacing three out of you. You've got you're replacing eight out of eleven. Yeah, and and that's not good. No. So um, so they're gonna struggle next year. But yeah. if they can find and it starts with their quarterback, if they can. can find stability at the quarterback, which I don't know if it's on this year's roster. I know Cameron doesn't think it's on this year's roster. Um, if they can find the stability that they need, that they haven't had since Todd Reesing, um, then things could be better than we think. But They have their I chance mean, at if, establishing stability. What do you mean? He's just been on the bench. His name's oh, Carter, Carter Stanley. Stanley. Well, he also completes like fifty percent of his passes. He's a go-getter, dude. Be, let's move on. Fair. Let's I, move on to our last topic, okay? Because we're way over on time. So, we're not really way over. We're not way time. over. It's uh, we're an mm-hmm. hour and five in, but that's okay. So, little backstory on this: 
Ace and I, we love to talk about uniforms. We do. I don't know if it's just a strange obsession of ours. Um, we do. But we have very differing opinions on what makes a good, uh, makes a good boy, uniform and what makes a bad uniform. For example, Ace Brother. likes to overuse black. I love black. I think, the, I think the Green Bay Packers should have a black alternate. Okay. I swear. Ace is trying to lose listeners now. Okay? No. <laughs> Ace likes to, to overuse black. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist myself. Boo! I like... Boring. The, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the best uniforms, like the best uniform in all college sports, Texas. Texas is all white football uniforms. So freaking oh. clean. So clean. Yeah. So clean. So we know that it's a boring topic to just talk about uniforms on a podcast. Because when we're getting down to it, we're talking about colors of clothes, right? That's not doesn't make for a No, we're not. We are. You're talking about the numbers. You're talking about the, the look Design. of the numbers. Okay, but yeah. it's not appealing to a listener. I, no, I it's think. not. It's only fun for the participants. So what we're going to do over these next couple of days. We're, we're selfish. We are selfish. We are. This is our podcast. We can talk about whatever the heck we want. But we're going to do MLB uniform madness since it's baseball season. So the way I've broken it down, I've made a Google sheet with a bracket. And prior Uh to our show, both Ace and I went through and ranked each of the Major League Baseball team's uniforms. We spent way too much time on this. I spent way too much time on it, but I love it. Anyway, we ranked them 1 through 30. I made a bracket. Our rankings differ greatly. My greatly. my number one overall ranking was the Oakland Athletics. I think they've got the best uniforms in baseball. There's nothing better than watching the A's on a day game Meh. at home with their all whites and their green and gold. That is such Meh. a good, such a good color. Such a good color eh. in baseball. Ace put them at 12th. <laughs> We we agreed on the worst uniforms. We agreed on the worst. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. They suck. It looks like you let a, a seventh grader design those uniforms. Their uniforms are, are doo-doo. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so bad. But anyway, so we took the average of our rankings. I made up the bracket, and we want to do some uniform madness. So over the next few days on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Hey Schneid, and then follow, follow Ace me on, on Twitter. Twitter. At aceboogie underscore 11. We're going to be posting um, different uniform matchups. So you're going to just simply vote who has the best set of uniforms, and it's the entire set. It's not going to be Chicago Cubs home uniforms versus Pittsburgh Pirate Road uniforms. It's the entire set. I mean, some teams, it's going to be simple to look at, like the New York Yankees. They've only got two different uniform options. They've got their road grays, and they've got their home you know, pinstripes, but teams like the Kansas City Royals, they've got the home whites, they've got the road grays, they've got the royal blue tops for when they're on the road during day games, they've got the powder blue tops for when they play day games at home. So keep all that into consideration. Um, just to kind of show you how the bra- bracket shakes out, and I'll, I'll put a link to the bracket uh, in the description of the podcast. Our number one overall seed was... Is the Chicago Cubs. I ranked them third. Ace ranked them first. 
Um, they have the sweetest uniforms, that's why. They do have really good uniforms. That's going to be a strong set to try to take down. Number two is the Blue Jays. Three is the Cincinnati Reds, which I love the Cincinnati Reds. They've got they've got a Yeah, they're set. sick. Be, be sweeter with black. They tried the black. They tried the black they, when they went with the, the vest. They need they need to bring it black. Here's here, bring it black. Here's the thing: uh, white hat with the red C, red brim, uh, red bill, black uniforms with white numbers and 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 with a red trim, and then white pants with a red stripe. Tell me that wouldn't look awesome. That looks like you know when you are going to a Halloween party. And you're like, I don't really want to invest in a costume, but I have to. You go and buy one of those, um, a black T-shirt that is an outline yeah. skeleton. That's what that would look like. <laughs> okay. That's what that would look like. Garbage. Anyway, I, I ranked them high. Um, and then Oakland A's are our number four seeds. Oh. Those are the top two seeds, or top four seeds. Cubs and Blue Jays get a first round bye. Um, and the Cubs will play the winner of the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are the 16 seed, and the Detroit Tigers, who are 17 and the Blue Jays will play the winner of the Mets and the Red Sox. So I'll be tweeting out the first-round matchups um, here in a little bit and go vote on those. I'll tweet them. Ace will retweet them. We'll probably let them run, what, 24 hours? Do you think that's good enough, Ace? Yeah, I think that's good enough, bro. And then we'll uh, we'll post the second round, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to crown a champion. Well, not hopefully. Yeah. We will. Who, who do you think is going to win? Who's your who's your cubby. Who's, Those Cubbies ones are strong. Yeah. Who's your but pick I like one? the Orioles, though, too. They, they, I really like the Orioles uniforms. I ranked them a little too low. I'll admit that. You did. You absolutely did. I have them at 15. Um, Torontos are really cool, too. Torontos yeah. are going to – with really, those reds. I'm really glad they switched back to more of their early 90s look because there was a time when Toronto had that – Black and white blue. Yeah, not a good look. Not, no. With Right near the end of Frank Thomas. Yep. Yep. I, I don't know why you got the Cardinals four. They got a classic Bro. they got a classic uniform. You can go and look at it's all boring as all get it. You can go and look at our uniform rankings uh on your own. We've got them on that that sheet as well. So keep yeah. keep tabs on that. We'll give Do you it. an update on uh uniform madness next week. Ace, should we let the Do good it. good people go? Let them go, bruh. Let them go. Thanks for tuning in to us for our double dip today on five and twenty-five sports. I'm Cameron Schneider along with Ace Finch. I'm Ace Finch. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Hey, thanks for listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch. Hey, Leonard, have you gotten married yet? Uh, No, why? Good, don't do it. Why not? Some important new information has come to light. Women are the worst. I thought it was paper cuts, but I was wrong. No piece of paper ever cut me this deep. And Cameron Schneider. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, You make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be.